is the Fade Five Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jackals. Brad, the big noise, Evans with you. The good son, Nathaniel Lundy, as well. It is indeed the Fade Five Podcast. And download it uh, wherever you get your podcast. Would you kindly subscribe to us, drop us a rating and a review. It, ha- it helps the sustainability of this program, unlike uh, my wagers, uh, who, you know, if you faded me yesterday on the show, you made a profit because uh, it was a mixed bag affair on Thursday Night Football. And Thursday Night Football lived down uh, to its reputation in the first oh, quarter and a half, at least two and a half quarters, really, if you were a Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Ravens backer. But that's long in the past, Lundy. We forge ahead on this Friday edition of the pod, and we're going to go the junior circuit, as we always do on Fridays, with our college football pick-to-click loaded slate here on Saturday. What do you have on your card this weekend, my friend? Oh, what do you say we go ahead and uh, head down under, Brad? Throw some shrimp on the Barbie and love the under, because there's one team, Brad, there's one team in college football that we just play the under, and we play the under, and we play the under. So let's talk about Northwestern and Iowa. Let's take the under on the 37 and a half once again. Northwestern's lost six in a row. Like, Wildcats are done. Like, just just move on. Go back to the go back to Chi-Town uh, and stay right there. Don't worry about your football season. Uh, Iowa continues to be able to hit the unders over and over again. So every time I see a 37 and a half, if it's in the upper 30s, right now, Iowa, you could put it at 34, and they're going to hit the under. Hell, you could put it at 25, and half the time they're going to hit the under anyway. So when you look at Iowa and you look at a team that's only managed to go over this total twice, all season uh yes they are favored by 11 and a half the over under sits at 37 and a half give me the under on iowa in the big 10 battle tomorrow uh you said iowa and immediately the uh, automatic thought was under under and under some more because uh, they have uh, been flourishing in that category this season doesn't matter who's going to be quarterbacking this weekend if they turn to padilla instead of petrus it it, it it's irregardless uh there are a strong under wager and another uh under wager that i like this weekend is the under in my fighting a line road trip to lincoln against the nebraska corn huskers uh the line is at 50 and a half and i think it's way too high given uh the stellar execution of the fighting Illini defense number one In college football and points per game allowed, giving up just 8.9 and also the fewest total yards per game allowed at 221.1 on the season. Uh, There are probably five future NFL players on this defense, uh, three of them in the secondary. Uh, They really get after it. I know Nebraska uh, has a plus offense. Uh, and they really struggled mightily in defense. And bonus time, bonus time, I will lay uh, the chalk on my line, I, which is seven and a half in this game. And double bonus time, double bonus time. I actually like them, too, on the over team total, 29 and a half points. And you might say, well, that uh, contradicts your underplay in this game. But I think Illinois is going to score 30. I think Nebraska may score 14 at most. And again, it's 50 and a half here. And I think it's way too high, uh, again, given how stiff and stout that Illini ID has been. So, Lundy, are you with me on the ILL? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't thinking so much about the total. I've already got them set in uh, tomorrow. 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 <laughs> uh, in tomorrow's uh, You Bet College football program that will air here in uh, the fine uh, state of Colorado and around the Rocky Mountain region. I've actually already got the Illini at minus seven and a half in their last eight home games, Brad. Nebraska's only managed to cover two. That's wow. it. Um, they just, and that's at home. That's at Memorial. Nebraska can't even cover the spread. So I'm going to say that Illinois takes care of business, and you talked about it. There's some great defensive talent uh, on this Illini team, and I think that they hold Nebraska down. Yes, I know that the Huskers managed to kind of bounce back after the coaching change, get themselves to 500, uh, but then look at last week. They reverted back to what they were before they fired Scott Frost. I think that's exactly what they're going to be tomorrow against Illinois. Yeah, and they're giving up 190.4 rush yards per game. Hello, future maybe Heisman Trophy finalist Chase Brown. He could run for like, I don't know, 500 yards in this game. And I'm in Detroit, so I actually get to wager on my Illini right here in a brick and mortar. So I'm extra excited as a result. Yes, I will have uh, at least three tickets open on that game. Speaking of additional tickets, let's get after the NFL. It's week numero ocho with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's uh, pack a brown bag lunch here and feast on it because A.J. Brown is going to do some tasty uh, playing, I believe, this weekend uh, as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles against the uh, very fruitful matchup that he has on paper, the battle of the Quaker State against Pittsburgh. Um, I, I'm going to take the over here on 66 and a half receiving yards. I pulled this from Caesars uh, where at tape time had the lightest juice at a minus 115. Uh, you look at uh, Brown, what he has done this season. He has been over this number in five of his six matchups. And uh, you look under the hood, and the underlying numbers are outstanding. 8.8 targets per game, number nine in yards after the catch, number four in yards per route run. Pittsburgh, uh, due to the injury, uh, hasn't really been as effective defensively, especially against the pass, as years past. Uh, but uh, the Steelers giving up 7.51 pass yards per attempt, and 11 wideouts have hit the over on this number. Now, his primary adversary is expected to be Pierre in coverage, who's played on 74 snaps and only given up a 64.3 passer rating. But A.J. Brown is just a freak and a guy that's going to be off the leash for sure in this game. So I love the over on 66 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at Caesars. Lundy, Vader follow. Sign me up. I'm in on this one. Uh, Love this sort of resurgence that we're seeing out of uh, A.J. Brown, a guy that was kind of, if you're a fantasy player, was kind of riding that, well, maybe I don't really want him on my roster anymore uh, type of things, and I think he's landed in the perfect situation. So you put all of that together, 66 and a half, too low for me in the battle of the Quaker State. Oh, Brown Baggett, and you may make some dollars in the end. Number four. Mandatory Montgomery, you jack wagons. Yes, Dave Montgomery. And I'm not going to focus on rushing ours. I know Cleo Herbert is all the buzz, all the talk in Chicago and really in fantasy football circles as well. But I think Mandatory gets the over on receiving yards. The line down to a very achievable seven and a half. That is it. And it's a lighter juice here of minus 110 at DraftKings. I uh, look at Montgomery. Yeah, he's only run seven routes per game. 
Uh, but he is wide ass open. I swear to God, at least five times in a given contest. When he runs a route, uh, Fields typically goes the opposite direction on the rollout and misses him completely, but he's available, and all I need is one. Just one. One catch. That is all I need. Uh, from mandatory, and if I get that one snag, I think he's going to hit the over on this. Uh, yeah, he only played on 55% of the snaps last week. Khalil, Khalil Herbert looked like he had more juice in the legs, but uh, Monty has been over this in four of six contests this season, and uh, he does a lot of damage after the catch. One of the best of the business in yards at the contact per attempt at 3.25, also forcing a missed tackle 28.5% of the time. So he's got the shimmy, the shake, the juke moves. You look at the Cowboys. Uh, 12 guys have gone over this number this season because uh, it's so low. 3.9 receptions and 25.6 receiving yards per game. Specifically, they have allowed to the running back position. So, Lundy, does David Montgomery get one catch, one very achievable, measly catch and catch the over on seven and a half receiving yards, minus 110 at DraftKings. Fader, follow. Well, you talk about how open he is on so many of these plays. Like if you watch the all 22, right, and you just see he's just standing there by himself. Well, the advantage that he has, Brad, is that Russell Wilson is not his quarterback um, and that Justin <laughs> Fields is uh, because Wilson uh, has the inability to see wide open wide receivers right now. Um, but uh, I highly recommend, I, Brad, did you did you fly to Detroit? Because if so, I'd like to see you doing the high knees uh, up and down the aisle of your flight back to Chicago. Uh, no, I drove and I got a speeding Ooh. ticket on the way here. So uh, I will no be way. not doing any high knees. Yes, Whoa, swear to wait God. Wait a minute. Ten wait minutes. a minute. Ten minutes outside of Detroit. I was so close to my destination. I was going 82 in a 70 and I got pegged. I'm, and, and the officer pulled me over. Very nice uh, police officer. And I said, uh, what? Well, how fast was I going? Like 81, 82? He goes, yeah, you're going 82. I'm like, what is it? 75? He goes, no, it's 70. I'm like, goddamn Michigan. Ah, uh, Michigan. You, you screwed him over. You got, you brought him into your city. You lured him in with the, with the, with the blinking lights and all of your fun at the, and then, uh, you know, Brad's doing a television show. Like, yeah. Shout out to uh, officer Bar Brady, uh, who, uh, who <laughs> took care of me on, uh, on my way into Detroit. Thanks everybody. Oh man, that sucks. Anyway, I digress. Uh, what you might want to do, Brad, uh, pull over at a rest area. Uh, try the high knees. Uh, see how oh, it works okay. for you. Yeah. Um, see how many you get. Like some weird, like some long haul truck drivers looking at you. Like, what the bleep is that guy doing? Uh, take the over on Monty. Give me the one catch. But Justin Fields, do not put on the blinders, my man. Look around the field. Look for Monty to be open for you. Target the man, Justin Fields. Number three. Oh, speaking of the man, uh, that is Josh Jacobs right now for the Las Vegas Raiders in jackpot seemingly every single week. And as a result, this is the highest line in this category we've seen all year. And I still think he hits the over on 85.5 rush yards. It opened at 83 and a half, so it's starting to climb right now. I play this up to like maybe 99 and a half, honestly. Uh, it's minus 115 at DraftKings. He's gone for a buck. 40 plus on the ground in three consecutive games. Uh, he's getting 20 attempts uh, per contest. And, you know, that kind of workload feeds into this line, especially when you're facing the Saints, uh, who are uncharacteristically soft up front, giving up 4.69 yards per carry and 101.3 
rush yards per game to running backs. Four RBs have gone over this number this season. And you look at the advanced analytics of Jacobs. He's just outstanding. Uh, top 10 in yak per attempt at 3.98. Uh, and also total missed tackles forced with 36. Uh, do you think he's a little bit ticked off, a little bit motivated that his fifth-year option was not exercised in the offseason? Uh, I think Jacobs will, again, exercise some demons uh, this week on the road down there in Bourbon Street. Uh, so, Lundy, I got to pound some Sazeracs with me and pound the over on Josh Jacobs. 85.5 rush yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. Fade to follow. I'm not touching your damn Sazerac. Gross. No, I don't. <laughs> They're delicious. Need, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm one, maybe one, maybe one. But then it's after jet, that, it's jet fuel. All you need is one, and you're trashed. Oh, you're laying in a ditch covered in beads <laughs> that don't even belong to you. You just like you're running up and down bourbon, stealing beads from other people. Yeah, he's got one of those shirts on that's got the boobs airbrushed on it. Ooh. Like, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, as long as he doesn't do that the night before the game, I'm with you on this. Uh, I think he crushes this number. I think they're just going to keep handing it off. Student body left, student body right. Um, I like this I, I like this prop a lot. Um, it's one of my favorites on Sunday. Uh, there's a few uh, running back props that I like on Sunday, but this is near the top of the list. But I'll tell you what, when you get – because I, I did actually uh, bother to, to study prior to today's podcast. Um, when you get to number one, You've got a couple of guys that are definitely my favorite running back props this weekend. Oh, a little tasty sneak preview. Stay tuned. Number two. All right. Before we get to that OGP at number one, uh, I like Stefan Diggs here at Numero Dose. I'm going to take the over and it's a high line at 78 and a half receiving yards and minus 115 at Caesars, but I ain't scared at all because Diggs already hit 100 yards in four games uh, this season. You look at the Green Bay Packers, really the strength of this Green Bay defense is its secondary. Uh, they have been tattooed on the ground, giving up over five yards per carry, kind of like Devin Singletary as a result. Uh, don't hate Josh Allen on the over 40 and a half rush yards either, but I look at the Packers vertically, giving up 6.97 pass yards per attempt, only three wideouts have achieved the over at 78.5 against him this season. But Diggs, I'm seeing 10.7 targets per game. He is number two in yards per route run at the wide receiver position and number eight in total yak. Uh, and he's going to get a lot of Eric Stokes in coverage, which is a very friendly matchup because Stokes uh, has been targeted often this year, has given up an 87 flat percent catch rate and a 129.7 passer rating. So pull it all together. And I think uh, Stefan, can you dig it? Yes, I indeed can. Could be another century mark effort for him. And that's why I'm on the over 78.5 receiving yards and throttle Aaron Rodgers. Make him even more depressed, please. Minus 115 at Caesars. Lundy, fade or follow. All right, I'm going to be honest. In the last 90 seconds, you've talked me into this one because I actually didn't like this one uh, when I sat down just because of a game that I believe is going to be ridiculously lopsided. We've talked about how boring... Uh, the primetime games have been, I really think this one's going to wind up having the same kind of feel because yeah. this Green Bay team sucks. Um, Rodgers is, uh, at, at times, he looks completely mentally checked out. 
Like he, you know, they talked about on the broadcast last night, Al and Kirk were talking about just the, the body language of, of Tom Brady, right. About just how frustrated he is uh, that you can see it in his face. You can see the frustration that he's got. I think Aaron Rodgers is the same way. I just think he ghosts yeah. a little bit better. I think he hides it a little bit more than Brady does. Brady's wearing it on his sleeve. Rodgers is just sort of, you know, he just walks back to the sideline as though nothing happened. Like he's not throwing shit yet. He's not doing anything like that. So, um, so you you talked me into this one because I actually thought this one's going to be so lopsided that we're not going to see Diggs. Because if you get to that point where you have control of this game, sit his ass down. Um, because you right now are the odds-on favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. There is no reason for you to be putting these guys in harm's way if you're Buffalo. Indeed. Bet on Stephon Diggs and suck it, Packers. Number one. All right. Uh, ooh, let me give you ooh, a little there sneak preview. That there it is. A pretty SGP, baby. It is gorgeous. You know, Lundy's got to tell me on this one. Uh, yep. It is a two-legger, and it is a plus money when I constructed it. Um, it may not be. Uh, when you try to do the same, that's why I got to get in early on some of these lines. But I put this together at DraftKings. Damian Pierce. 55-plus rush yards, and you slap that together with the football Frankenstein, Derrick Henry, 80-plus rush yards. I know it's the Halloween season, but uh, football Frankenstein it will not put a fright into you, but the competition instead. And if you score the over on both of these, you're going to plus 115 at DraftKings uh, to dissect on Damian Pierce. He has done this in all five games this season, or last five games, I should say, this year. He didn't do it in week one. He was underutilized in that capacity, but no longer the case. He is number seven in the act per attempt among all eligible running backs, and he has forced a missed tackle. This is an absurd number, 35.8% of the time. Really having a special season with Brees Hall, unfortunately done for the rest of the year for the Jets. Uh, Pierce could be your offensive rookie of the year in the NFL if he keeps this up. Uh, you look at Tennessee, giving up 4.56 yards per carry, and four running backs have registered at least 55 yards on the ground against him. Meanwhile, Derrick Henry, he has been over this in five of six games. Uh, he's averaging customary, you know, 3.35 yards after contact per attempt. He's always one of the league leaders in that category. Only forced a missed tackle 17.7% of the time, uh, but he just continues to drive and punish you on the ground. Uh, probably going to get his usual 18 to 22 carries in this one because Houston uh, giving up just uh, 5.28 yards per carry and 135.5 rush yards per game to the running back position this season. Three guys have reached 80 yards against him on the ground. Henry is going to go probably for 100 as a result. So Pierce, 55-plus. Henry, 80-plus rush yards. Lundy, I already know you're following at plus yeah. 115 at DraftKings. Explain why. Oh, just because, look, uh, Derrick Henry to me last week was one of the most automatic um, player props that I've seen in a while. Just You, you just knew he was going to absolutely crush the number, and he did. Um, and so right now, anything that I can do in uh, either an SGP or uh, I know some of the, the sites now are doing uh, the, the crossover SGPs, right? So you yep. pick two from one game, you can pick two from another. 
if you're looking to build some stuff for Sunday, folks, that has the chance to actually build your bankroll as well, do these alt lines on Derrick Henry because Tennessee has gotten back into that mode of just give him the flipping ball and let him run dudes over. So you've got him at 80-plus. I think, once again, he's going to be pushing the century mark. And Damian Pierce um, has been, you know, frankly, the only bright spot uh, in in Houston outside of Papacitos, uh, where we can grab some margaritas <laughs> and, some, and some good food. Uh, so outside of that, there's been nothing else uh, that, that I think has really been worthwhile as you've been watching uh, Houston. But Pierce has shown uh, that he can be the back for them. So I really like this one. Uh, this SGP, to me, has got a lot of appeal. Um, I like this. I, I just I like this one a lot. I like both of these uh, running backs this weekend. You're looking for some DFS, throw them in your lineup. Um, but this is a this is a great uh, same game parlay to be able to close out the fade five on here. Yeah, absolutely. Salt the rim with this SGP. And uh, let's pack a little bit more buzz as well. Master Keela, it's bonus time. Lundy, uh, college football, uh, maybe hockey on a Friday night, NBA. I mean, we have. Uh, the overlap of so many seasons going on right now. Lots to choose from. What else do you have on either this Friday or the rest of the weekend? Well, I'm going to try to stick to just today because otherwise it starts to make my head hurt uh, because I start uh, thinking a little bit too much. Uh, in college foosball tonight, shall we? Let's go deep. Louisiana Tech and Florida Ooh. International. Uh, give me FIU plus the six and a half. Um, by the way, uh, Louisiana Tech's managed to be pretty consistently over if you like the total at the 57. But um, FIU is coming off of a couple of big wins. They are now at home. And I do not believe that there's any reason uh, on the road for Louisiana Tech to be a touchdown favorite in this one. So I'm going to take the points with FIU, but it would not surprise me at all if they actually pulled that one off. Uh, purely on the money line as an upset. And by the way, on the money line right now, they're a plus 200. Uh, if you really wanted to have some fun, sprinkle a half unit on that one. Let's go to the fall classic, shall we? Let's talk some World Series. Um, I've got I got two bets for you that I like. First, I want to start off on the bump. Give me the over on 17 and a half outs for Justin Verlander. This one is juiced up. Um, I got it at minus 130 by the time I finally you know, shook the cobwebs, put the beer down and made a bet. Um, but I'm going to play the over in that. Remember, if, if it's over 17 and a half, those of you that don't bet on baseball a whole lot, maybe you're more of a football person, basically means is he going to go six innings? Yes or no? That's what we're yeah. looking for, yeah. is for him to get 18 outs. I think he can do that in part because in game one, I don't think either of these managers is going to want to go too much into their bullpen because you're going to want those guys for down the stretch. If you go back and look over about the last two and a half months uh, for Verlander, there's really only one uh, questionable, you could call it bad start that he had. Um, and, and that was earlier here in the playoffs. And even then he went five innings, uh, and that was against Seattle. So even right there with a not so great start, he still went five innings. So I think he can go six, uh, tonight against the Phillies. Then Brad, how about a two leg SGP in the world series? Nice and simple that gets you into plus odds. Give me the Phillies plus two and a half and give me the over on the total runs at five and a half. If mm. I put together at DraftKings, Brad, that's a nice, tasty plus 120. That's a Ooh. really nice pay for a simple two-leg because I do think the Phillies can keep this close, um, but I also believe they're going to get up over that run total, which has been slowly creeping up, by the way. The juice has been moving to the over. Um, I've noticed that it's been sitting at six and a half since it opened, but it's starting to get juiced on the over, so watch out for that. Uh, give me, uh, let's go to the NBA, shall we? 
Uh, yeah. Why not? Let's have some fun. Um, give me the uh, give me uh, Charlotte and Orlando. This is these are two alt totals. Charlotte and Orlando over two twelve and a half. Atlanta and Detroit over two nineteen and a half. Those two alt lines together are a plus one hundred. How about a same game parlay as we look at Boston and Cleveland? Give me the Celtics on the money line. Give me Al Horford to have at least seven rebounds, and give me Donovan Mitchell to have two, just two three pointers. Uh, if we put that together, that's a plus 125 at DraftKings. And finally, you know I couldn't leave you for the weekend without having some fun with our goal in the first 10. But, oh, we're going to get a little creative here on this one. Uh, so we are going to say yes to a goal in the first 10 for Winnipeg and Arizona coming up later tonight. Winnipeg last night uh, played uh, basically a football game uh, against the Kings. The final was 6-4 to four, for crying out Ow. loud. Um, so we're saying yes to Winnipeg and Arizona, but no to the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. You put those two together um, at uh, DraftKings, it is a plus 230, and that is because we're taking the no on the Islanders. The, uh, the reason why we're doing that, in seven games, the Islanders have had a goal in the first 10 once. That's it. They have been clamped down from a goaltending standpoint, and even though Carolina's at home, I say that they do not score in the first 10 minutes. And one more, one, one, one more, because it's a Friday for you. Uh, you know who sucks at keeping their opponent off the glass? The Lakers. Give me Rudy Gobert over 13 and a half rebounds, juiced up, minus 130 at DK. Oh, I like that. And speaking of uh, waxing the glass, uh, I'm going to be at the Pistons game tonight. So I got to get some action in this game to keep me uh, thoroughly entertained. I like Clint Capella on the over nine and a half rebounds at minus 110. Why? Detroit uh, is not exactly boxed out of the competition. The third worst rebounding team in the NBA in terms of opponent rebounds per game surrendered. I've been waiting on a Kate Cunningham rebounding prop. Not one posted yet. I'll probably take the over on that. And uh, I am going to sprinkle a little bit of action on the money line with the Pistons because they got to win a damn game. It's plus 205, and they were within striking distance uh, oddly played Atlanta at home just a couple of nights ago, so they could exact their revenge tonight. Speaking of the World Series, my prop that I like in this game is the over on Aaron Nola's strikeouts, sitting at five and a half. Uh, he has done this in every postseason game. He's gone six, six, and six. Very devilish uh, return there for Aaron Nola. He struck out nine, I believe. Uh, Houston Astros back. In early October, his only regular season matchup against them in six and two-thirds innings pitch. So if he goes six tonight, which I feel he will, he's going to get that magic number six uh, in the box score, and we're going to catch a ticket. Houston has struck out 23.9% of the time at the dish in this Major League Baseball postseason. Let's go back to the world of college football. One of my other favorite plays of the weekend is Western Kentucky. And I'm going to lay the chalk there at minus 10 against North, North Texas. The mean uh, green, uh, not so mean uh, defensively. Eighth worst in college football. Giving up 34 to half points per game and 471.9 yards per game. WKU on the arm of Austin Reed has been outstanding offensively. Averaging uh, almost 320 pass yards per game is Reed. So I think uh, Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, uh, will find the end zone early and often and uh, score the cover again. They're 6-2 and two ATS this season. All right, back to the NFL. The other player props I'm really high on. 
Let's do another OGP or SGP. Uh, I mean, they're in the Motor City, and I believe the visiting Miami Dolphins wide receivers are going to rev the engine once again. Give me Tyreek Hill, 70-plus receiving yards, and Jalen Waddell, 50-plus receiving yards. That's plus 120. Right now at BetMGM, uh, you look at Tyreek. He's averaging 11.1 targets per game, number two in total area, number four in Yak. He's done this in five of seven. Uh, he may have 100 in uh, the end of this contest. And you look at Jalen Waddle, another guy getting extreme separation after the catch, number three in total Yak, number five in yards per route run. He has done this in five of seven games, and we know how woeful the Lions have been defensively this season and last and certainly not least um i'm gonna take the over on justin fields rush yards again uh going back to bear down chicago bears uh and he has been bearing down on the opposition with those legs uh it's 47 and a half as a line against the dallas cowboys i'll take the over uh the bears game plan against new england was genius uh with the design runs i think you're gonna see more of that with fields and you might say well dallas has got a rigid defense well yes and not so much uh because uh you look at the cowboys yeah they're good vertically but on the ground they're giving up 4.34 yards per carry to running backs that's essentially what fields is going to be in this game remember daniel jones scurried his way to 79 rush yards against them earlier this season and fields has been over this in three of his last five and the two that he held uh, fell short in he went 47 yards and 47 yards. There could be a method to the odds maker madness here with the 47 and a half line, but uh, 26 attempts in his last two games combined. It's got to be 10 plus attempts yet again. And I think he gets 50 plus in the end. All right. We are out of time on this very loaded edition of the Fade Five podcast. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. Uh, also, follow Lundy on the Twitter, at Nate Lundy. All of his uh, picks are there in his free spreadsheet. And I do the same as well. Free spreadsheet at Noisy Huevos. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. As always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you.